Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox-Starks. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time and that whenever and wherever you happen to be on planet Earth right now, that you are able to carve out uh, 15 or 20 minutes a day, if not more, to just dedicate yourself to spending time in nature. It's hard with these, um, these times just being in a international global pandemic. It's really hard, but I was able to spend time in nature today. And how I did it was I sat in my bedroom and I opened my window and I'm very lucky and grateful that when I opened my window, that I'm nowhere near anybody else's window and people on the ground I'm three stories up and I'm looking at them and they're so far away there's no way you know that we can exchange sneezes or, <laughs> or whatever but my view is of a river and trees butterflies but if you don't have that you can still open up a window and just breathe in that well good ass prana baby if you want to listen to uh, Ralph Smart he always says that but just to breathe in that fresh air a little bit extra oxygen you know um, just fixing the energy in your place with a little bit of a cross breeze opening two windows now the best time to do this is when there's no one out on the street and there's been a little bit of a rain and the or even a lot of rain and right when the rain quits when it's finished and you open two windows to get a cross breeze and you're going to smell that ozone that's left over and that's there's negative ions outside as well so that's the best time to do that. Um, if you're in a place where you could go for a walk, go outside, hang out. Sometimes you bring nature inside if you have a plant or you could maybe cut a couple flowers. Um, unfortunately, this is a time in which if anyone's near those flowers outside, you're going to have to probably spray them with rubbing alcohol. Um if not bleach, just depending, or vinegar, white vinegar, but rubbing alcohol probably won't hurt, you know, cut flowers, but you could do that, or, um, it, you know, barring all that, if, you know, if you work with crystals, if you work with incense, even if you have Epsom salts and salt, just take a nice, relaxing bath, 
that actually is nature because it's sea salt is from nature so if you have to resort to that to connect with nature that's okay there's nothing wrong with that water is also very natural even if it's coming from a tap you know it's not as natural of course but that could be something a way to somehow reconnect even lighting a candle fire you know is nature you know just something to connect with nature that's going to help you feel somehow more connected with that wild part of yourself you know the wild women as they call them right or the wild men (laughs) just do whatever you can to feel connected to the elements to feel connected to nature to feel connected to the earth if you have hardwood floors that are real hardwood floors where you live you can put your feet bare feet on the hardwood floors I have started to do um the yoga exercises, the Himalayan or Tibetan five rites. They're like Himalayan yogi or yoga exercises. And I don't use a mat. I just do these directly on the hardwood floor and it feels so good. And I feel so connected to with that part of nature where my floor came from. And it just feels really connected here. I don't know if you can tell from my energy. I'm sniffly today because my beautiful neighbors came in and cuddled with us and licked our feet. And by neighbors, of course, I mean the wolf dog. (laughs) Not actual people, because that would be weird. (laughs) They came around, laid on our floor, and licked our feet. What? Then they ate our chorizo and left. (laughs) How rude. I'm just kidding. They were dogs. They're so adorable and Blackie just she came up to me and put her she put her little head under my armpit and just just kind of sighed and then she put her head on my lap and kind of looked up at me and then closed her eyes and I knew she wanted to cuddle so I moved a pillow on the couch and she came up and laid on the couch with me and it's weird but that was a connection with nature cuddling with animals right So I just put my hand on her and she just, she felt so cozy. And uh, Lobo, he laid down on a hardwood floor and just sighed like they wish they were allowed to be indoors at night. And I think they were originally street dogs and their owner just keeps them outside. They're just outside dogs. You know, she takes care of them, but they're not, not really... Oh, excuse me, not really allowed to go out or go inside much in her home. But she's got little kids, so I mean, I guess I could see the point, but we felt guilty putting them back outside tonight. They're, they're outside again. We talked about we're, we're probably going to put dog beds in front of our door because maybe with some little, you know, those little emergency blankets that are silver and they reflect the heat back that will keep them nice and warm at night because they're they're fluffy and furry but it's so cold and they just they were dreading to go back out but having them in here even for a few minutes was really and truly it was like a connection with nature so even if you have a cat if you have a chameleon 
a snake or a bird, it doesn't matter. If you have an, even a fish, that's a way to connect with nature. Just spend time with your pets or even with just looking at the clouds through the window. Whatever it takes um, to make you feel like super connected to earth, mother earth, mother nature, Gaia, whatever. You can even do a meditation They'll help you connect. You can even connect with animal spirits. You know, I mean, obviously I'm allergic to animals. I'm allergic to these dogs, but I love them so much. They're just so, so cute. And they're very sweet and they're very polite to us. And sweet little Blackie, she just comes and just, she rests the minute she sees me. She's like, ah, thank God, let's cuddle, you know? When she barked her head off at me the first two days she saw me. You know, she didn't trust me at first and got to know me, but... You know, like, my kid and I were feeding the pigeons outside our window in our apartment we used to live in. Fred and Ethel Mertz, we called them. We met all their babies. It was really fun. Even some of their babies ate from our hands. You know, and that was our way of connecting with nature. You know, meditating during a, a thunderstorm and listening to all the ways that the sky can make noise the lightning the thunder the rain coming down hail when that comes down just connect to nature in every possible way that you can and try to spend 10 or 15 minutes a day if you can't be outside at least contemplate nature you know worst case scenario look at pictures of the Caribbean ocean on your on your laptops or whatever even on your cell phones or computers or whatever I just feel like some kind of connection some kind of point of contact whatever you can do from where you are right now it's going to make you feel better it's going to soothe your soul nature is very calming and very sweet today I watched as the river came tumbling down over the rocks in in the riverbed. They kind of stick up up past the line of the water, which is kind of low today. But over the weekend, it was a kind of a brownish, tannish color in the water. And then on Sunday, it was like red, like brick red. I don't know what happened, but some... Something changed the color of the river, but by today it was back to being clear again. And it's wonderful to watch. I mean, I sat and I read a book. There's a little cabinet, um, a short cabinet. There's like all these closets on this one wall in my room. And there's a short cabinet that just happens to be right underneath a windowsill. And my room's on the third floor. So I feel like I'm a cat being perched up in the highest the highest possible place I could be. And I opened up the window and I got to hear the birds chirping and I could hear the sounds of insects far away. Like there's like chirping, I don't know if they're cicadas, I don't know what they are, but it was very awesome. And then there's these little puff balls. They reminded me of when I went to Grants Pass, Oregon and my my husband and I brought our young, our oldest, 
I was pregnant with our youngest and we went camping in our VW and we fell asleep in the morning we woke up and there was these white puffballs everywhere I guess they were cottonwood trees and they let these little cotton balls look like cotton balls float through the air and then the sunlight catches them just so and they look absolutely ethereal and gauzy and they're beautiful it scared the hell out of me though because I'd never seen anything like it and I just thought we're in another world this isn't real (laughs) there's no way this is real but we were in the campground and we were parked on the edge of a lake it was absolutely beautiful well today what I saw was itty bitty little teeny tiny puffballs I mean no bigger than the end of my pinky finger but they were just adorable as as hell they're itty bitty and I thought oh there must be some like something off of a plant and then it looked like they were flying around because some of them would make loop-de-loops and go backwards I'm like how are these insects I don't know what they were but it was interesting to watch as the sunlight caught them and they float all around in every direction it even occurred to me it might be a form of spider and wherever that thing lands and it looks like an egg sack of some sort and if it lands then the spider makes its home there just kind of weird but also kind of sweet they're very very tiny I saw a lot of butterflies today white and yellow orange orange and brown orange and black then I saw a couple of black butterflies one had orange trim one had yellow trim I thought that was pretty cool and it was fun because I was reading my book and looking up every few seconds the colors in the greens of the la- the, the grass the, the trees the the um, lawn all the different types of green every few minutes changed completely from light green to dark green as the day went more and more so by the time it was early evening out the green was very very muted and you could see the darkness starting to enshroud things but in the middle of the day it was absolutely beautiful lots of mist lots of um, sunshine and I noticed that the river looked different at different times but there was like a, there's like a curve or several curves it's like an um, I don't even know like if you imagine like a snake going along the ground and it's very very curvy that's exactly what this river looks like so we had fun looking at the river today I know my son he went on a walk or two today with the dogs and one of the neighbors but it was a very pleasant day today it's been really wonderful our neighbor um, brought us cake in the evening he made cake and he brought us two pieces and we were really blown away at how sweet people here are so it's been wonderful being just being here to you know today and um, I don't know I hope you guys can start to enjoy the nature more if you haven't been a lot of you have been going out on nature hikes when you could and it's it's helpful it feels good just wear a mask 
be safe. When you come in, just spray yourself down with rubbing alcohol, isopropyl alcohol when it's 70 percent seems to be the best percentage to kill the coronavirus you know and if you guys are out in protest just make sure to take a few moments to enjoy the sky and the clouds and the beauty and, and how warm the sun feels on your back just take a moment and notice your surroundings if you are out there not riding of course but protesting you know just um Take a moment to smell the roses, as they say. You know, it's really, um, really worth it. It's worth your time and trouble. It's worth the effort. It makes your life worth living, and it makes you filled with calm, peace, and even uh, bursts of joy. So it's worth it. Anyway, um, I'm going to talk to you guys about space weather oh and as you know I'm on my tablet so it's kind of awkward I have to go over to another application and then I've got to look through the tabs but okay um let's see here said I, I saw an article said the president is non-existent or something (laughs) and I guess he's been hiding out in a bunker during all these crises but just makes it look like there's no president at all and at first I read that I was like what woohoo and then oh it was just an opinion piece ah dag nabbit (laughs) I was like he stepped down he just gave up awesome but no no such luck all right my eyes need my sun, or I mean not sunglasses, my reading glasses. I'm really grateful to say this ozone lamp that we bought, we are absolutely blown away by it. My son put some old dirty socks he was going to wash in there with the ozone. And they're like dry cleaned socks. They came out really, really clean. He's like, how do my socks smell so fresh? I didn't even wash them yet. <laughs> He's like, well, I I could dry clean my socks in my bathroom. This is crazy. (laughs) But it's been really working out. We've gotten a lot of stuff ozoned and UV lighted. So things are um, starting to look up for us. We're finally starting to feel a little bit more back to normal. Not quite, but we're almost there. Anyway, spaceweather.com. They say that the solar wind speed is 328 0.6 kilometers per second right now a little bit faster than it was last week and let's see what else there is no sunspots it's been 30 days without a sunspot it's pretty interesting Um, apparently there has uh, been a lot of solar flare activity from the sun but it's not facing us it's you know in different parts of the sun, like behind our level of being able to see it. So, um, Earth orbiting satellites detected a long duration B class solar flare on June 1st. The source is hiding behind the sun's southeastern limb. 
Um, it says this event signals the approach of a new active region. It's probably a sunspot. We'll find out later uh, when it turns towards Earth. So we'll keep an eye on that. There's some beautiful pictures of sprites, trolls, elves, and pixies. They're all exotic phenomena that tends to be present during thunderstorm. And I don't know if that means it's just more and more now or if it's always been and I've never heard of it. I don't know, but it's worth checking out these pictures. They're really beautiful here on spaceweather.com. Alright, so... Let's see, I wanted to see... uh, We've had 30 days without a sunspot. And the Ulu neutron counts are high, but the 48-hour change has... Uh, been that we've been gone 0.8% lower in the past two days. So that brings our total to 9.3% uh, of the space age average. It's considered high, but not very high. Which, okay, it's fine. We'll take that, right? So, um... As far as the NASA all-sky cameras are concerned, they were able to pick up that we have four fireballs over the course of four months. I'm sorry. Why did I say four months? Over the course of the past 24 hours, four months. I'm like looking at this and I'm like looked at something else for a quick second. Sorry about that. So yeah, so basically on June 1st, which is today, (laughs) and by the way, happy Pride Month. Yay to the, oh my gosh, the letters are so many. L-G-B-T-Q-I-A and D. I think I got everybody and if I did, I'm sorry. (laughs) It's gotten, the list just, do you remember when it was just gay and lesbian? <laughs> now it's the LGBT, let me, and I want to explain it for some of you. You don't know what this is. By the way, you have four fireballs today. Over the United States, over the world, I don't know. Let me quickly finish this before I get into this other thing. Uh, no large coronal holes have been facing Earth, so therefore no solar winds. Over the weekend, even today, I felt something hit. I don't know what it was, but boy, it was kind of a doozy. So I just wanted to um, get through this. And anyway, uh, this is Gay Pride Month. We say Gay Pride, but it's the Pride for the LGBTQIA and D. So what that is is obviously lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, which also means trans fluid. Um, you know whether it's you know, the person is male to female, female to male, or um, trans fluid, meaning you feel like you're both. Then there's a LGBTQI. I is intersex. A is um, asexual, um, where you don't feel any sexual anything. Say LGBT, LGBTQIA. Oh, and D is demisexual. And I realized 
when I read this for the first time a few weeks ago. I am demisexual. Oh, and I think P is in there somewhere for pansexual. (laughs) This is like all the spectrum of people that are not just normal heterosexual, basically. And this is the month to celebrate our differences as people. And demisexual is when you are um, not at all attracted to anybody unless there is a deep spiritual soul connection, mental connection, emotional connection, and then and only then can you feel sexual attraction to somebody. (coughs) Which is, I always thought that was strange that people don't go through that first. You know, but hey, there are some people that all they do is think sexually in general, and they don't really know that they're emotionally attracted to someone till months later. I'm the other way. I I need to know there's going to be a substance to it. You know, like love is going to happen or there's a spiritual connection. And then I'll feel, I'll, I'll start to feel physically attracted. But who knew? I didn't even know there was a word for that until a couple weeks ago. Like, oh, wow, cool. I've been demisexual for at least half my adult life. And now I know. <laughs> How do you come out of the closet if you don't know something exists? It's weird, right? Anyway. So, but this Pride Month, that means that you should check your local LGBTQIA. D and P, I think. <laughs> um, just check your local, uh, you know, weird women's centers or you know, LGBTQ la 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 centers. Just make sure you know when the pride is, um, like what day the parade will be. You know, and if you're not, if you're just heterosexual, and you want to celebrate this, you could go and celebrate and. Gay pride is, there's usually a parade, then there's a bunch of activities surrounding that, and I'm telling you, the best music, the best dancing, a lot of times the best food, pride in Detroit was super, super fun, I got to watch Betty Who, oh my god, love Betty Who, and um, Georgie Porgy was there, Um, Carmen Electra was there, I mean, And it was just like, I think, $5 to get in. And the food was really good. The music was great. There was like all kinds of like like free stuff. It was amazing. I I mean, it was off the hook to go to the Detroit Pride. Los Angeles Pride, I've been to a couple times. Absolutely loved it. So it's a lot of fun. My mom and my stepdad used to go. My stepdad was straight, but my mom was bi. And so... So he went to support her, and it was really cool. And they always went um, when they were younger. So it's really, really worth it. I've never gone to San Francisco, so if you're in that area, just make it a point. Save up an extra, you know, couple hundred dollars and go, if they have it. Now, this is going to be weird because coronavirus, you know, we might not even be able to leave our houses then. I'm hoping that by the time the prides roll around, that everything's going to be normal again. Now here where I live, pride doesn't come until a few months later. And um, I think like in July, but maybe even later than that in the year. So um, 
and we just celebrated last year gay marriage lesbian marriage um is possible here oh my god what a concept you get to marry the person you love regardless of what they look like naked it's ridiculous right that it took this long just to be able to love who you wish to love who you fall in love with you can't your heart wants what your heart wants you know I don't know if you guys remember when Anne Heche and Ellen got together Anne Heche I mean Ellen knew she was gay but you know Anne Heche had no idea that she even had the capacity to love somebody of the same um, gender and you know as her but she saw her from across a crowded room at a Hollywood party and just absolutely fell in love with her it was like love at first sight it's like her soul remembered her and um, they ended up together for a while and they're not together now and Ellen has a wife now and they've got kids but I mean just it was such a beautiful love story and she and Anne Heche was on one Oprah going yeah it's weird because I just had no idea I could ever love a woman and I just not like romantically and all of a sudden here I am just head over heels in love with her you know she's like there's something in her eyes that I just I wanted to be with her all the time you know I thought that was really awesome and I just feel like you know your heart wants what it wants doesn't matter what you know your body is you know your genitals look like or whatever it's like you know is is love is love is love and I'm demisexual I just need to feel that connection and that love before I even get into the sexual stuff that that's just weird to do sex like right away but um yeah I just uh wanted to remind you guys in the event that you forget that it is pride month because oh my gosh you know over the weekend would have been the time when all of the graduates would have been graduating from high school and university and some of the universities would be doing this in June but most of them are it's about now it's like this week and next week like last week and next week usually about the time that people would have been graduating so my heart goes out to all the people who just didn't get to graduate because this stupid corona pandemic you know now we're having the riots on top of protests for George Floyd and um I'm seeing how where we're at. So I wanted to mention this because over it was actually Friday night after I was finished recording the show, George Floyd's spirit came to me. I didn't call upon him. I was thinking about him. Next thing I know, he's here with me. And he says he wants to give an interview from beyond the grave posthumously. Um, or at least to talk about his story and what's going on with him and what went on in those final moments as well as after he got to heaven what he discovered about why he came to the planet earth this time what was his life um, and what did it mean so I don't know if I'm going to do that tomorrow or Wednesday and um, my son and I also over the weekend we were having conversations about hell (laughs) and he had experience where he went to hell and he had it took him like a year to be able to tell me about this because it was just hard for him to put it into words and so we're going to try to talk about it this week 
if he's in the right headspace for it, but it's not what you think. Demons, devils, whatever you want to call them, it's not what you think. And it's a lot more positive than what Christianity has told us and other religions. It's a lot more for your benefit and mine that demons exist more than what you could ever imagine what they are. So that's, uh, those are two of the things I'm thinking about doing for this week. We'll see as it unfolds. Today, of course, we are going to go into the next lesson. I think we're on lesson five in um, Practical Mind Reading by William Walker Atkinson, otherwise known as Swami Panchadasi. <laughs> so um, we're going to get into that after the break. But first, we're going to go and talk about the Schumann Resonance news uh, from not only the heartmath.org, but they're two days behind, which is weird. They're used, they used to be right up to the date with where I could say, today this is where it was. And now I have to say, two days ago, this is where it was. I don't know if you guys felt the solar winds hitting us, but oh my God. Over the weekend, even today, something bombarded us. And even now I'm feeling it. Um, something has been coming in, cosmic radiation, as well as um, the um, solar winds. And it's been, for a few days, kind of overwhelming. If you felt a little bit sleepy, a little bit groggy, and a, and a kind of feeling almost like you're walking between worlds, you're ethereal, you're mentally foggy, as well as um, a little bit of upset tummy energy, a little bit of nausea, uh, a lot of ear ringing, and sharpshooting pains I've had in my ears lately. Um, Over the weekend, I noticed something strange in my body. On my arm, I had a carving of a pyramid with what looks like a C, a very curvy uh, letter C, like a lowercase C. And it's very stylized, almost like a moon. And I thought that was very strange. And then... um, there's this person who has a very strange thing. Uh, she talks about Pleiadians, and I don't know if her information is real or made up. It didn't feel like all of it rang true, all the, like 75% of it rang true, and the rest of it I was like, I don't know. I would promote it if I knew it was 100% real, but I can't tell you it is. But she made up this um, symbol. I guess it came to her about the Pleiadians, or at least the ones that are supposedly contacting her. And I mean, there's a lot of people get contacted by Pleiadians. I can tell you 100% they're real. They're good. Don't worry about it. This is, it is what it is. But with her stuff, it sounded a little bit funky. (laughs) So I'm still going to look into it and I'll let you guys know if I feel like it's real. But so far I don't. But the symbol that I saw carved into my skin was similar to the one that I saw. And then I found on another part of my body the same exact thing. So I don't know what's going on with that. It might be a past life memory that's surfacing and manifesting physically. More more and more of these things happen when you are 
as you're in the fifth dimension, you're going to start noticing strange things like that. Like I told you that I was feeling and looking every bit my age two weeks ago when we moved. Oh my God, it's been 14 days. I can't believe it. When we moved into this place two weeks ago and unbelievable how unbelievable that um, I was looking like my age. It was shocking me. Um, I think it was just stressful, the move and the sudden mold and all the crap going on, you know, in the house and all the people knocking on our door and yelling at us. <laughs> and we just, we had it up to here and we're like, that's it. That's it. We need a freaking move. That's it. I looked it up and boom, this perfect spot came available immediately. And we fought for it hard. We're like, yeah, we got to get it now. I didn't even have a bank card. I couldn't get money out of the bank. I couldn't even give them cash. I, I talked her into um, going through PayPal. PayPal said they were going to send a check. They never sent a check. She still hasn't been paid. We've been living here for free for two weeks because she didn't get the money. You know, the money's taken out of my account. <laughs> so thanks for all those retrogrades in the sky because this stuff is going on right now. But, but um, we've already been here two weeks and I feel like absolutely incredible but I feel like we've moved into a different we're like shifting into a different dimension and I've noticed some things that are happening but not as freaky as the last place we were you know I feel like um, we were we've been able to control the entities coming in and out of the house so only the ones that are good will come here and there have been a lot of fairies that are very respectful um, we got our Duende ozoned and UV lighted, so she's her little statuette is okay and healthy again. And we put her in a prominent part in our house, so she's smiling like crazy. It looks like the little figurine is smiling more than normal. <laughs> so we had our little lot of magical energy here, but very positive, amazing, and positive. And the neighbors are all sweet. If the neighbors here knock on the door, it's because they're going to hand you pieces of cake. Our neighbor brought us the most amazing tres leches cake. Tres leches, I can't even say it right now. But basically three milks is the name of the cake in, in Spanish. is tres leches. And he brought, he's homemade. He brought, he brought it over. Absolutely incredible. We gave them hot sauce yesterday. My son has learned how to do lacto-fermented foods so he's been fermenting things he fermented rocoto peppers and made a really amazing ahi sauce and he gave it to a couple of our neighbors and that's how it's been just the interchange the exchange between people it's just for like just to be friendly and open and loving and kind and it's been really um totally different totally different um energy so i don't know if it's an overall ascension energy uh that's been shifting for everybody or if it's just because we moved into a new place for us but i know that some of the other things ascension symptom wise has been going on um Feeling suddenly sleepy, getting to the cosmic naps, but also feeling energetic and wanting to exercise more and doing good for your body. That's another part of the energy that this is. So anyway, um, 
gain right to it with DisclosureNews.it. Schumann Resonance today, uh, the highest number was 68 hertz frequency, which is pretty cool. So there's that. With HeartMath, like I said, they're two days behind. They've been trying to change over to the servers. Oh, and now the, uh, I got to pause this for a minute because their website wasn't, it was queued up and now it's not. So give me a moment. I'll be right back. All right. And as a matter of public service announcements, my son did want me to let you guys know that even though the neighbors have come over and even though he's gone out to go on walks with people in the neighborhood that everyone in this gated community is social distancing appropriately and everybody has been wearing a mask and for the most part gloves as well so just you know we're keeping it on the safe side and uh, he wanted you guys to know that so he's not being irresponsible the only ones being irresponsible were well the neighbors that came in and licked our feet today and well, they're dogs. (laughs) And even with the dogs, we're like, man, after we let them out, we're spraying the whole house with alcohol. When we go to bed at night tonight, we're going to put the UV light here in the living room just to make sure no virus in case it got in, you know, and pollen dander and all that will be denatured. So the UV light and the ozone is excellent for that. Also takes out the smells. It's been super amazing. And um, I even did my my nice fake rabbit fur coat. <laughs> yeah, I love this coat. I bought it for $20. This would be like a $150 coat in the States. And um, I'm so happy because I'm warm now. Even though I'm sniffling. I'm sniffling because the dogs were here. and <sighs> Being allergic. Anyway, okay. Um, on Friday night very late um this was after and on friday we didn't have the numbers except from wednesday so i'm going to tell you guys now for friday on in alberta canada the schumann resonance did reach 328 hertz frequency so that's enormous remember 40 or 40 hertz frequency is the bottom part of the fifth dimension it's not a place or a destiny it's a vibration so if you vibrate higher you're going to just automatically be in the fifth dimension the higher you go the easier your life becomes and that's what we're looking for when we look through these numbers so from heartmath.org the heartmath institute what do we have here i gotta get my reading glasses so happy I ozoned my reading classes and I found them so that was awesome all right in California at 2300 hour now this is May 30th from Saturday so um, Canada came down but I just had to mention that high number because it's pretty incredible anyway um, California was 206 hertz frequency on the Schumann resonance scale on Saturday at 2300 hours. So practically Sunday. So we're about a day and a half behind with the numbers right now. 
and it was zero flatlined all the way across in Hofuf, Saudi Arabia. In Lithuania, they were at 128 hertz frequency, whereas it looks like they were probably over 200 uh, early, like two days ago, they were over 200. But anyway, uh, in Lithuania, they were 128 hertz frequency on Saturday. Now, Alberta, Canada did come down from 328 um, on Friday to Saturday. They were down to 166 hertz frequency. And Northland, New Zealand was at 77. We love to see the master numbers. That's also an angel number sign when you see numbers or hear numbers that are what you've been seeing. So if you've already been seeing at 77, there you go. There's another master number for you. But that's still that's still well within the range of fifth dimension. And last but not least, Hulului, South Africa. They were at 115 hertz frequency. Again, this is a Schumann resonance scale. Now, the next part of my introduction always includes lately the past 302 days (laughs) of the show um, we are doing A Course in Miracles at least we're reading through all the lesson lately but usually just part of the lesson and that's found at acim.org which is the website for the foundation of inner peace but you can go ahead and find an app for free or you can read these lessons online for free at acim.org Dot org. Okay, here we go. Today we are in lesson 303, and this is it. The Holy Christ is born in me today. The Holy Christ is born in me today. Alright, watch with me, angels. Watch with me today. Let all God's holy thoughts surround me and be still with me while heaven's son is born. Let earthly sounds be quiet and the sights to which I am accustomed disappear. Let Christ be welcomed where he is at home and let him hear the sounds he understands and see but sights that show his father's love. Let him no longer be a stranger here, for he is born again in me today. Your son is welcome, Father. He has come to save me from the evil self I made. He is the self that you have given me. He is but what I really am in truth. He is the son you love above all things. He is myself as you created me. It is not Christ that can be crucified. Safe in your arms, let me receive your son. Of course, they spell that S-O-N. And it's not like Jesus is the only son of God. The rest of us are just the illegitimate bastard kids of the Lord. But rather, when you hear the word son in these lessons, it means you and me and all the people we know, whether they are awake or asleep. People are not good and evil. People are in various states of awakening. So that's uh, 
I wanted to mention when you hear the word son, what that means. It's not like they're talking about Jesus and the rest of us are just going to be left hanging in the wind. <laughs> At the end of days, we're all going to, you know, to hell. And we are going to talk about hell later this week and what that truly is and what it means. But um, anyway, the main idea for lesson 303 today is the Holy Christ is born in me today. That again is at acim.org. You can always go get a free app online as well, or you know, for your phone and take the lessons on the go and read them if you find them to be inspirational. So that's it, guys. There you have it. That's the introduction. I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to get some ginger tea and see if I can't abate the allergies a little bit. (laughs) Loving the wolf dogs, but not loving the allergies. I'm going to take a quick break, and when I come back, we're going to do the next lesson in Practical Mind Reading by William Walker Atkinson. Now, when you are finished with these lessons, you're going to be able to not only read minds, you're going to be able to do demonstrations for family and friends alike, and maybe even eventually as we're allowed to go back into the world and actually have public gatherings again, someday you'll be able to do these parlor tricks and maybe gather up some money. (laughs) Won't that be a hoot? All right, I'm going to take a quick break. And so listen to this message and I'll be right back. we're going to get into this book. We've been reading it for a month now. Then I took a week off so I could move and didn't really have internet for the first half of that week. So I took a vacation. (laughs) Not much of a vacation moving, but here I am. And we are this week on lesson five in the book called Practical Mind Reading by William Walker Atkinson. Now, this book was written in 1907, so take it with a grain of salt. This is adorable, this first chapter, I mean this chapter, uh, lesson five, is uh, talking about what are you going to say to your audience (laughs) when you start your practical mind reading demonstrations for them. So, well, let's get to it. All right, lesson five, simple demonstrations. In beginning a public demonstration, it will well be for you, it will be well for you, to give a short preliminary talk to the audience, somewhat along the following lines. Opening talk. Ladies and gentlemen, with your assistance, I shall endeavor to give you a demonstration of practical mind reading beginning with some simple feats and then proceeding gradually to more complicated demonstrations. In these demonstrations, I must have your cooperation for the success of the experiments depends as much upon you as upon myself. 
In the first place, I must ask that you refrain from conversation, laughter, etc. while I am demonstrating, for these things distract the mind of the transmitter and prevents him from concentrating his mind and will upon mine and also prevent me from maintaining that passive mental state which is essential to the success of the experiments. I trust that you will help me in this way. I also ask that during the experiments you will all concentrate your mind and will upon me and help me in my work. In order to obtain the best results, all mind readers prefer that their audience concentrate their wills upon the work with the purpose of mentally willing that the demonstrator be successful. In fact, the success of the experiments depends very materially upon the willing exerted by the audience. If you will in my favor, I shall be successful. If you will that I shall fail, I shall feel that effect. Therefore, kindly give me your aid. I ask you to blindfold me and take such other means to prevent unfair methods and practices as your judgment may dictate. I am now ready to proceed with the tests. Alright, so that's what you say to your audience, basically. Now here we go, (laughs) getting into the nitty gritty of it now. Choosing the transmitter. Then have the audience select a committee to blindfold you and remain outside of the room with you while the remainder of the audience selects the object that you are to find, etc. When you return to the room, select someone to act as the transmitter. If possible, get someone with whom you have previously practiced and established rapport conditions. This will aid you very materially, of course. If this is not possible, select someone of the audience that is in good harmony with you and who will give, or I mean, sorry, and who will have a strong enough will to give you the vibrations. Sometimes women are very good at this work as they get very much in earnest when interested and therefore will intently. If your first transmitter is not satisfactory, test another and so on until you get a good one. You may change transmitters during the evening if you prefer. In fact, this is a good plan if you are an adept for it shows the audience that there is no collusion. Instructing the transmitter. You should instruct the transmitter along the lines indicated in a previous chapter. 
for example, that he must hold the thought of direction, fix his eyes on the chosen spot, then concentrate his will upon it, and that your success will depend materially upon his ability to concentrate his mind and will upon the task. You should explain to him that you receive your impulses through his thought waves or vibrations and that the stronger these are, the better you will succeed. Make this plain to him. When the transmitter fails to concentrate his will, you will know it at once and should call his attention to it saying, concentrate, concentrate now, harder, use your will or words to that effect. You should impress upon the transmitter that it is the strength of his will that produces the mental vibrations that will give you the impressions. All right, I'm going to check, see where we're at. Oh gosh, only six minutes in. I have a feeling it's not going to take very long for this chapter, but this is going to be the meat and potatoes, right? (laughs) This is what you're going to do. This is after your practice periods, you're going to know after this demonstration in front of people, whether or not you're well, basically able to read minds, right? I'm sure you are and everyone can, but again, it, it does concentrate upon the will, not only yours to be passive, but theirs to be actively sending information to you through the sheer force of their will. That is very, very important. Someone who can concentrate to send it to you is the most helpful. All right. The next part, beginning the test. Then take the hand of the transmitter in the manner already described in previous lessons. Placing it to your forehead or else holding it up high in front of you. Then begin a wavering motion or direction, preferably describing a circle slowly. In this meaningly wavering motion, remain perfectly passive, awaiting impressions. Soon you'll begin to feel a mental resistance to certain directions and a mental willingness that you move in another direction. Then move along the line of the least mental resistance. A strong mental urge, pull, or push in the direction of your selected spot. Now here's where your practice comes in. For in your practice experiments, you have acquired the art of achieving. Oh, I just lost my place. Hold on. Oh my God. The word achieving is not even on the page. What? Oh, it's recognizing. All right, sorry about that. 
Here is where your practice comes in, for in your practice experiments, you have acquired the art of recognizing these impressions as they come to you in their different forms, and so are prepared to yield to them and move accordingly. It is impossible to describe in writing just how these impressions come and feel like, for actual experience is necessary before you will know just what is meant. But once you have accustomed yourself to receive and recognize the impressions, the rest of of it all is, well, all a matter of practice and development. And now for the demonstrations themselves. You should begin with the simplest feats and then work up gradually to the more complicated and difficult ones. This plan will build on your own powers and will develop the transmitter's powers. We herewith, herewith, not herewith, sorry, we herewith give a number of interesting feats and demonstrations explaining the details of each. Of course, the global directions we have given regarding the receiving of impressions, etc., will apply to all of these feats, for the principle underlying them all is the same precisely. All right, now let's see. All right. Finding a location. Demonstration. One. Begin by having the audience select a part of the room which may be easily reached by you. Then proceed as directed until you feel that you have reached the right place or location. Finding a person. Demonstration two. Have the audience select a person, not, I'm sorry, not, not, let me start that over. Demonstration two. Have the audience select a person, one of their number. Find the general location of that person. Then standing still, reach out your right hand and begin feeling about. You will find that as your hand moves away from the right person, you will feel a drawing back impression. Whereas when you reach towards the person, you will receive an urging forward impression. Now, a little practice will soon enable you to distinguish these mental impressions. Then place your hand on the person who seems to be the center of the impressions. If this is the wrong person, you will receive a mental impression of wrong, in which case you must start up the the moving your hand to and fro and around until you feel the urge impression when you should place your hand on the person immediately in front of you. When you reach the right person, you will receive an unmistakable impression and mental message of all right, followed by a lessening of the will. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Followed by a lessening of the will tension, and you will know that you have succeeded. You should practice this in private before attempting public demonstration, of, of course, right? 
All right, finding a small object. Demonstration three. Have the audience select some small object in plain sight in the room. Then find it in the manner described of above in the case in the selected person. In the case of the selected person. The rule is identically the same, but there are some other details to be observed. In the matter of up or down, for the object may be higher than your shoulder or lower, in which case you will have to either reach up or reach down. In the reaching up or down, follow the same general rule as given. You will feel an impression of not yet finished from the mind of the transmitter. Then reach up slowly. If this is right, you will receive a corresponding impression and you may go on to find the center of the object. But if it's not right, you will receive a mental urge downward, which you should follow. The rule always is to follow the line of the least mental resistance. You will always receive the resistance when you are not succeeding and will always receive the lack of resistance when you are succeeding. So basically lack of resistance, meaning nothing's holding you back. You go. So learn to focus these impressions until they center positively and consistently on the same spot. Then you have succeeded for there will be your object right under your hand. Finding a book demonstration four. have the audience select a book on the shelves of a bookcase and then find it in the manner just related. The two feet are feet are precisely the same, although the latter will appear more startling to the observer. The floral tribute. Demonstration five. This test is taken. I'm sorry. Not taken, sorry. Okay. Demonstration five. This test is known as the floral tribute. It is performed by having a bouquet of flowers on the table. Then select some young man in the audience and let him pick out some young woman in the audience whom he wishes to have the flowers. Okay, guys, this seems a little gender specific and a little bit sexist. So you could pick whoever you want who might want to give flowers to somebody else. Doesn't have to be the genders described in this book that's 113 years old (laughs) okay just yeah just just you know that but wanted to correct it for you know this century (laughs) 21st century baby okay so anyway you must retire from the room of course when he selects the young lady and mentions her name we'll keep with a gender specific specificity but you can always apply it to your situation later using your own pronouns and pronouns of the people you're working with. Okay, so you must retire from the room, of course, while he selects the young lady and mentions her name and 
position to the audience. Then returning to the room, pick up the bouquet. Taking the hand of your transmitter, find the young lady and present her with the flowers. Of course, this feat is merely a fancy rendition of the simple feat of finding the person you thought of and is performed in the same way. Study the directions for demonstration two and apply in the present case with appropriate variations. The reunited couple. Demonstration six. This test is known as the reunited couple. It is performed by having the audience select two persons, a young man and a young woman, and stand them up in front of the room like a couple about to be married. Then they should have a third person, a mean, I'm sorry, a man. Oh my God, my eyes are jumping all over the page. I'm using my reading glasses. They're scratched up and it's still hard to see this, so bear with me. <laughs> anyway, I, I look forward to having all the stores open where I can just go buy new glasses. Anyway, <laughs> then they should have a third person, a man selected and stood before them as the parson who tie the knot. <laughs> oh, this sounds like a dangerous game a little bit. The three persons should then take their seats. Yay. The ozone machine is done. I don't know if you heard that beep. Okay. <laughs> All right. So obviously the couple aren't, they're not really getting married. It's called reunited couple. So, I don't know why you need a parson. It's a little scary. Anyway. So, um. Alright, they should have a per- the third person, a man, selected and stood before them as a parson who will tie the knot. The three persons should then take their seats. And when you enter your room, take the hand of your transmitter. You must first find the parson, then the groom, then the bride. Interesting. And arrange them in their proper positions. This is a highly effective test and invariably brings hearty applause and the hunt affords more merriment to the audience. But as you'll see readily, it is but a variation of demonstration two. Right, moving right along. The hidden jewelry. Demonstration seven. Have the audience select some small article like a scarf pin, a ring, etc. And hide it on the person of some, someone of the audience. Then you are able to find it. This demonstration combines the feature of demonstration two and demonstration three. That is, you have to. Wow, I'm sorry. That is, you have first to find the person as described in demonstration two, and then the object which is practically a variation of demonstration three. 
Study the details of demonstration. Three, and practice the present demonstration in private before trying it in public. The discovered course. Demonstration eight. Have a member of the audience walk around the room following a prescribed course selected by the audience. Have your transmitter memorize the course accurately. And then you must walk over the same course where you return when you return to the room. Now this is effective, but it is merely a variation of the finding the corner demonstration. Replacing the pin. Demonstration nine. This is called replacing the pin and is very effective when properly performed. Here's a member of the audience, or I'm sorry, half a member of the audience. Take a pin and insert it into the wall in a spot plainly visible to the audience. Not too high up, however, about the level of your shoulders at best, or is best. Then have him withdraw the pin and hide it, the pin, and hide it anywhere in the room. Replacing the pin. This is really strange. I don't get that. Wow, that's like really intense. That would be wild to find a little pin, like a needle, like on a whole wall. Like that's, that's a, that's pretty wild. So yeah, have a member of the audience take a pin, insert it into the wall in a spot, in a spot plainly visible to the audience. Not too high up, however, about on the level of your shoulder is best. Okay. Then have him withdraw the pin and have him withdraw the pin and hide it somewhere in the room. Then when you return to the room and take the transmitter's hand, you should first take the first, I'm sorry, you should first find the pin in the manner heretofore described and then find the place where it had been stuck. Then circling your hand around in narrow circles until you feel the proper impression, push the pin home. That's really weird. Push the pin home in the spot in which it formerly was driven. This final effort is, near, is really merely a modification of finding the spot and with a little practice may be easily performed. The theft detected. Demonstration X. This feat is called the theft. Have one of the audience play the theft, the thief and steal an article of jewelry or similar object that's small from a second person called often the quote unquote victim. Then the thief would hide his spoil in a safe place. So then the okay, so then the thief should hide his spoil in a safe place about the room. Returning you first find the thief, then the hidden article, then the person, according to the methods already given. This is a very effective feat, but is merely 
a combination of finding the person and finding an object. Awesome. All right. The reconstructed tableau. Demonstration XI, which is known as 11. This feat is known as the reconstructed tableau. It is performed by having several of the audience form a simple tableau group and the retire and then retire to their seats. Returning to the room you are to find each person, lead him or her to the former spot, then reconstruct the group. Now this is somewhat difficult, but not nearly so much so as you might suppose. A little private practice will enable you to perform this one with ease. The murder and the detective. Oh, wow. This is getting serious, right? (laughs) Demonstration 10, 11, 12. Okay, this is 12th one. This test is known as the murder and the detective. and is very spectacular and sensational and is in and is accordingly one that is in great favor with the public performers it is performed as follows the audience selects one man to act as a murderer (laughs) another to act as a victim wow this sounds really kind of sinister doesn't it Okay, we'll move right along, go along with it. (laughs) And also some object to act as the dagger. Lastly, place in... And lastly, a place in which the body is to be concealed. Then the quote-unquote murderer picks up the dagger and kills the victim. Everything's in quotes here. Afterwards, concealing the body in some part of the room usually sitting in the chair and the dagger I'm sorry and the dagger in another place oh that's really crazy right so you have the murderer the dagger the victim that's really crazy Yeah, so you have to conceal the body, which is literally picked up by a person, right? So, wow, this one sounds really complicated. Okay, so the mur- okay, then the murderer picks up the dagger and kills his victim afterwards, concealing the body. All right, afterwards, concealing the body in some part of the room, usually sitting in a chair, and the dagger in another place. Then when you return to the room, you first find the body, then the wound, then the dagger, then the murderer. This is usually announced as a wonderful piece of telepathic detective work and is extremely effective and may be reserved as a principal effect of your series of demonstrations. You will notice that the feat is merely an elaborate combination of the proper I'm sorry, okay. You'll notice that the feat is merely an elaborate combination of the simpler feats of finding the person, finding object, 
etc. So the returned hats. This is demonstration 13. Have the hats of a number of men in the audience placed upon a table or other place and then returning to the room blindfolded, of course. You pick up the hats one by one and place them on the heads of their proper owners who are seated in different parts of the room. This is a simple feat, although very effective. It is, of course, merely a variation on the feat of finding the person. There is one point, however, that must be remembered in this feat, and that is called the transmitter. Should know. Okay, hold on. Okay. There's one point, however, that must be remembered in this feat, and that is that you, that is that the transmitter should already or should know just whose hat is held in your hand. Okay. Just whose hat is held in your hand, just who the owner of that particular hat is, and where he or she is sitting or standing. Otherwise, he cannot send you the mental impulses which will enable you to find the owner. It will be well for the transmitter to hold the hat so that it can be seen by the audience, requesting the owner to rise in his seat so as to indicate his whereabouts, your back, being your back being turned to the audience while this is, while this is being done in order to avoid suspicion of your peeping or etc. The Lady and the Ring, demonstration 14. This feat is performed by having a lady in the audience loan the transmitter her ring. When you return to the room, you find the lady and replace the ring upon the finger from which she took it. The transmitter must remember the lady and the particular finger. Of course, the rest is simply a combination of the finding the person and finding the spot feats. It's very effective. Wow. That's crazy. So the transmitter has to remember the lady and the particular finger the ring was on, of course. And it's a combination of finding the person and finding the spot features or feats. It is very effective if neatly performed. Very interesting, isn't it? Let's see how much more we have to go here. Not too much. We'll get through it in time. All right. General advice. Number one, we have given you a great variety of demonstrations or feats, but you must not attempt to produce all of them at an evening's entertainment. Well, that's good advice. I'm thinking, God, that's a lot to do in a night. All right. All right. So you must not attempt to produce all of them at an evening's entertainment. It will take 
some time to perform a few of them effectively and impressively. And you should avoid any attempt to hurry through the feats, nor should you spoil your good impression by cheapening the demonstrations in the direction of performing too many at one sitting. I don't know if that would cheapen or not, but I think the audience would be bored. You know, after you leave the room and come back like 13 times, that would be ridiculous. Blindfolded and looking for, I don't know, it just seems like it'd be super fun and easy, a nice parlor trick, but yeah, I don't see lasting two hours at this doing all the different ones. That's not going to work. You know, that's good advice, actually. All right, number two, neither should you tire or fatigue yourself by too many feats. When your mind or body are tired, you do yourself an injury. You do yourself an injury to perform these demonstrations. And besides, you cannot contact the best results when you're fatigued. You should rest a little while after each feat before attempting another one. Number three, when the entertainment or exercises are over, you should take a few strong deep breaths, swing your arm around a little to promote the circulation and relieve the nervous tension. You may feel a little dazed at first after performing a few feats, but will soon learn to throw off the passive condition and engage in the laughing conversation that will follow the entertainment. Do not take yourself too seriously and remember that hygiene wait what and again I lost my place but alright you may feel a little dazed at first after performing a few feats but we'll learn, we'll soon learn to throw off the passive condition and engage the laughing conversation that will follow the entertainment. Do not take yourself too seriously and remember that laughter and a little boyish or girlish spirits is a wonderful tonic. So, I mean, if you want to be like a comedian while you're doing it and laughing and joking and having good rapport with the audience, it seems like they would be more willing to help you by using their will to help you find the object. That's what I think they're trying to say. Anyway, number four, do not become impatient if you do not progress as rapidly as you would desire. You are practically developing a sixth sense and are like a baby learning to walk. It's going to take time, but practice will surely bring you success. Take things calmly. These feats that will be from the start, I'm sorry, these feats that will be possible for you to perform even from the start will be wonderful enough without any necessity for slowness in learning to perform the more complicated ones. Oh, this is hard to read this so, so close with my glasses like this. 
okay my mind is like juxtapositioning words as well like say a word that makes no sense and then I'm like wait that can't be right and then I readjust a little bit and then and then I can make out the word this is crazy I really need new better reading glasses and need internet so I could read this off of my laptop it's so much easier you know making the letters bigger and all that okay oh man that bird I don't know if you guys can hear but there it is again alright cool hopefully you guys get to hear that weird bird alright Do not take yourself too seriously. Remember that laughter and a little boyish or girlish spirits is a wonderful tonic. All right, we said that part, right? All right. I can't believe I just lost my place. I'm like a page off. You see where I'm at. Yeah, okay, we got time still. All right. I'll reread this last paragraph. Take things calmly. The feats that will be possible for you to perform, even from the start, will be wonderful enough without any necessity for your complaining about your slowness in learning to perform the more complicated ones. Yeah, so basically just don't complain, right? You know, just do your best and don't complain. And if you do screw up, you could say, well, I am new at this. So you guys see how far I have come. And then the next time you have people over, after you practice a little bit, you know, then you'll know how to go right to that thing, right? All right. About transmitters. Now, number one, if your transmitter does not do its work properly and you feel that he's not concentrating properly or using his will effectively, do not hesitate to change him. You need not offend him, for you may say simply that the rapport conditions are not fully developed between you two, and that these things sometimes happen, etc. Your new transmitter will feel anxious to do better than his predecessor, and he'll be most likely to concentrate. Let's see. And he will be most likely to concentrate and will. To the best of his ability. The tran- okay, number two, the transmitter should be in earnest, with, and no levity or trifling should be permitted. If you have the selection, if you have the selection, pick out some earnest. That's weird. Weird. Let me reread that. If you have the selection, pick out some earnest person. See, it does sound weird, right? Earnest person. And avoid the trifling feather-brained class. What? I read that again. Okay, number two. The transmitter should be in earnest and no levity or trifling should be permitted. If you have the selection, pick out some earnest person and avoid the trifling feather-brained class. I don't know what that even means. Basically, just um, 
somebody who doesn't laugh and joke a lot and kind of get easily distracted. You want a transmitter who could be serious. So basically, pick a serious person. I think that's what they mean here. Anyway, three. If your transmitter does not seem to be concentrating properly, you should speak to him firmly but kindly about it. Say to him, please concentrate your mind and will earnestly fix your mind on the right spot. So yeah, fix your mind on the right spot. Make a determined mental effort that I move in the right direction. And it is your mind and will that gives me the impressions. Remember, it all depends upon you, etc. This will often have the effect of bracing him up. Okay, okay. Bracing him up to renewed mental activity. And you will notice the improvement at once. Alright, a word of warning. Now, beginning your entertainment, caution the audience about placing hidden objects in places that you cannot conveniently touch, such as high up on a wall or under the strings of a piano, etc. Tell them that you can find the article anywhere, but it must be placed so that you can get at it with only ordinary care and work. Right? You won't be jumping through hoops, right? to get someone's lost watch or whatever. <laughs> Some smart Alex may try to play pranks on you in this way. But discourage same vigorously at the start, informing that audiences that informing the audiences that this is a scientific test and not a circus. Huh. And remember this Tell them that the article must n- never be hidden about by the transmitter. That's interesting. So, tell them that the article must never be hidden about the transmitter for the re- reason that he is seldom able to think <coughs> as intently about his own location as about some place away from him. These are the only restrictions that you need make. Caution the transmitter to guide you away from obstacles over which you might stumble or which you might yourself. I'm sorry. Again, the word really having a hard time with the dyslexia today. Caution the transmitter to guide you away from obstacles over which you might stumble or which you might overturn. Tell him that to you place yourself in the hands, in his hands for protection, and then endeavor to think no more about the matter, for such thought tends to distract you from passivity. The above feats or demonstrations are all performed under or along the same general lines as indicated a little further back and all are capable of being accomplished by anyone of ordinary intelligence by okay so I'm sorry by anyone of ordinary intelligence with a little study care and practice practice makes perfect so 
in mind reading as in everything else. Remember so remember so keep it or keep at it until you have worn off the rough edges and have polished up the details of the work. You may vary, improve, and add to the above feats, and also may insert many new ones for yourself as you proceed with your work. So use your inventive faculties. The wire contact. A sensational effective method of performing some of the simpler feats is performed by some public performers and consists in having a piece of thick wire about one foot in length grasped by the receiver's left hand and the transmitter's right hand instead of the ordinary contact. A little practice will surprise you in the facility in which the impressions are transferred over the wire from the transmitter to the receiver. The methods of operation in this case are identical with those employed in the ordinary methods. A wooden ruler may be substituted for the wire. Some performers some uh, some performers succeed even with a long walking cane. Oh, that just sounds crazy. It's like a makes it kind of like a wand, I guess. Or a divining rod, so it's easier. It's very strange. So a wooden ruler may be substituted for the wire, and some performers succeed even with a long walking cane. That's so strange. It's like hunting by braille. All right. Um, let's see where we're at. Okay, we got time. All right. Yeah, yeah, we definitely do. Okay. Third person interposed. Another variation is that in which a third person is interposed between the transmitter and receiver. Practice along these lines will enable the skilled mind reader to receive the impressions as usual, notwithstanding the interposition of the third person. Do not attempt to try these variations until you have thoroughly mastered the ordinary methods. Obviously, right? Makes sense. So the student is here advised to turn to the conclusion of lesson six of this book and acquaint himself with the method or with the the phrase, acquaint himself with the phrase simpler method. There is... There, uh, there described, sorry, start over. The student is here advised to turn to the conclusion of lesson six of this book and acquaint himself with the simpler method there described. It may help him in this phase of his work. We shall now pass on to the consideration of some of the more complicated or difficult feats of contact mind reading. So yeah, the more difficult feats of contact mind reading. Interesting. Alright, we're going to come back next week on Monday with lesson six. So there we have it. Alright, I feel like I started to fall asleep. I'm having like cosmic nap energy come in. 
I don't know about you guys when you get this this should be over but if you felt this uh this is uh oh my good god four in the morning I feel like I was just abducted again for like an hour and a half crazy four oh five it is I really don't know what happened at the time I was starting to pick this up about 2, 2.30, so. Alright, if it sounds funny, let me know. I'll re-record it for you guys. But, um. <laughs> I don't know why this keeps happening. And I'm I'm in a good place. You know, it's not covered in mold, thank God. But, weird. Alright, anyway. There you go. I'll be back next Monday with uh, another lesson in practical mind reading. It'll be lesson six next week. But tomorrow, I'll be back with all original and unique programming, just like always. And um, that's it, you know, for now. I wanted to remind you, because this is June, to mark your calendars, your Google calendars or iPhone calendars, or maybe you have a calendar program on your phone. Just want to remind you for one, one month from today, July 1st, will be the first day that you can vote for me in the People's Choice Awards in the category of metaphysical. Well, no, it's actually not that. The category of spiritual and religious podcasts. So, unfortunately, I'm competing against religion ones, but um, I am up for basically a spiritual podcast award. So, mark it in your calendars, please, so that... July 1st rolls around. I will give you instructions on that day, probably on starting June 30th. And um, you guys could go vote for me if you think I deserve an award. If not, just, I guess, kindly ignore the message, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I'm working pretty hard five days a week now this season and 364 episodes of last season. So, long seasons. <laughs> This is not TV, (laughs) for sure. Anyway, I uh, hope that you are happy and healthy wherever you are and that you continue to strive and work on yourself spiritually. I love each and every one of you. I want to thank you for listening to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast, and for placing your confidence in me. I'll always do my very best to bring you accurate information that will help improve your lives and the lives of those around you for generations to come because you could always go back of course and listen to these again so that's pretty cool anyway right now that's it that's all she wrote guys i will be back tomorrow as i said with all unique and original programming Uh, but tonight right now i'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension. Till next time, guys. Peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined 
To support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.